awards are stupid. Every real estate office has some framed five diamond president's award thing by the desk. Every hotel check-in has some gold circle service thing. Every car salesman's a platinum jubilee winner. And all the award shows on TV. I mean, I really, honestly, it is beyond me that we feel the need to set aside a night to give out these bowling trophies. <laughs> Six times a year, so all these people can pat each other on the back about how much money they're making boring the piss out of half the world. <laughs> the truth is that the comedians should be the only one getting awards. We're the only ones that have to actually think of something original and funny and interesting to say. You know how hard that is? You know how hard it was just to write what I'm saying to you right now? It was hard. This took a long time. You know, I don't know why we're so fascinated with actors in this culture. They haven't got a thought in their stupid bedhead hairdo mini brains. Why? We must honor this man. Why? He pretended to be Bob Johnson. He's a genius, I tell you. It's genius what he's doing. Playing dress up and pretend is not genius, ladies and gentlemen. It's not genius. <laughs> Roll the cameras, put on these clothes, stand there, ready? Say what we told you to say. <laughs> Fantastic. He did it. Give this man a huge golden trophy. He's a genius. Walking down the red carpet in these ridiculous outfits like they're senators from Krypton. It's just so stupid. Ladies and gentlemen, the Oscar goes to... I'm Kent Garrison. I'm Brian Gill. And I'm Richard Barden. And this is Mad... About... Movies! Da, 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 da. You sound insane. You realize that? Oh, yeah. The whole world got crazy! Seriously? It's showtime. Mad About Movies is your go-to movie podcast for all things concerning the world of cinema. We discuss movie rumors, movie news, and movie rumblings, and then we break it on down for that chosen movie of the week. Stick around for the end of the show for our weekly recommends, and make sure you check out our website at madaboutmoviespodcast.com. Brian, this week's chosen movie of the week is... This week we're going to be talking about the Academy Awards. Guys, I believe one of our first episodes of this this esteemed journey we like to call Mad About Movies uh, was last year's Oscars. Uh, mm-hmm. So we've uh, made it full circle here. We're back. Man, I can't wait to dive into this uh, Rants and Raves edition of the Mad About Movies podcast, uh, where we talk about the 2014 Oscars. So we're about 10 minutes removed from the Oscar ceremony right now. Just wrapped up here uh, on ABC here locally, and Twitter is going crazy right now, if it's even working. I haven't yeah. checked on that. Apparently, Twitter crashed during the uh, during the ceremony. Question. What? Do you think it really crashed? I don't know if it really crashed. I Conspiracy There was theory. a little hiccup. I did, yeah, I I had did notice a hiccup. Uh, so for did about I. a minute, but nothing significant on my I couldn't end. get on. I mean, I was locked out for like five minutes, but I wonder if they flipped the switch to kind of create a little... Yeah. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a cynic. A little yeah. buzz, as yeah. it were. 
Before we dive into the awards, guys, we'll, we'll go over all the um, nominees and winners here a little bit later, but I want to get y'all's initial impressions of the show before we do that. Richard and I were talking off air before we jumped on here. The word I would use, Richard, and um, this has nothing to do with the broadcast itself, really. The word I would use is underwhelming to describe the broadcast just because this year was just such a good year in movies. And it's just, it's so, I, I understand what they're doing here with a lot of stuff that we'll go into here in a second, but it's just so hard to do this year justice. You know, the three by three by three thing they did for the best picture nominees, like they showed three at a time three times during throughout the thing. I was like, why would, why were they doing that? Yeah. Either do individuals or don't show them at all. You know, I don't understand why they were grouping them together and trying to make a theme out of the three that they would pick, you know? (laughs) Yeah. That was really forced. And the same with the montages. They they did a couple of random montages throughout the Oscars. Like uh, we need to recognize Andrew Garfield's Amazing Spider-Man, so we need to get a, make sure and get a clip of that in <laughs> yeah, during, that was, the, <laughs> during yeah. the Oscars. I love the, the montage aspect of the Oscars, that we can go back and appreciate great films. But this year, they, it felt like they were just trying to do it um, and throw you know movies in there that didn't really deserve to be <laughs> in, a, in an Oscar conversation. Like, just to say, we are Hollywood, here's our movies. Like, they showed Transformers. <laughs> Freaking yeah. Revenge of the Fallen in uh, in one of the montages, and but I love I love movies and I love uh, the montages, but it, it just there was no th- theme to them, you know. It's just like they went on YouTube and like searched supercut, you know. Yeah. <laughs> like supercuts are really big right now, I guess, on YouTube. So they just threw a couple of those together and hey, let's how can we how can we make this work in the broadcast and threw them on there. There was some other stuff that didn't make much sense to me, but I'm, before I. Uh, go into more of my critiques before we get into the awards. Uh, Brian, what did you think of the Oscars this year? Yeah, I, I'm with you. I thought the I thought it was just okay. I didn't really pay attention to the like the category awards too much, which is kind of strange. Like I was too busy making jokes on Twitter with everybody else in the world, I guess. Um, but you know, it was it was fine. I didn't. I, I, I certainly liked the hero montages more than the musical montages that we got last year, which I thought was brutal. I right. just I hated that. Um, so that that was better. I didn't feel like they used Ellen effectively um, at all. I, I mean, Pizza honestly, though, so Pete. Oh yeah. gosh. I, I mean, we honestly. We'll talk about Ellen not, here in a second. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Twelve years of pizza bit. <laughs> Great. Um, but yeah, I mean, overall it was, I didn't have too much to complain about, but it also didn't have much to like get genuinely excited about other than, you know, a couple, a couple of the, honestly, the highlight of the whole show were I, for me at least was a couple of the speeches. So I don't know if that's a, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Honestly, it's probably not a good thing if you were a writer for, uh, for, for this particular Academy Awards show, but, uh, you know, it was fine. Um, in some ways, maybe it was better than McFarland last year. Certainly was a heck of a lot better than the Hathaway Franco year, which for me is the the low of the low. Um, but it wasn't anything to uh, to write home about, I guess. At least in terms of production value and writing and bits and and such. Yeah. No. Yeah. Totally, Richard. Yeah, I mean, same here. I mean, uh, Ellen moved the show along fine. It ran. It seems like it ran pretty long though. Yeah, um, which was rough, but they, there was some stuff where they used her okay with where 
you know, kind of her overly friendly uh, personality, things played better than they would have. Like if if uh, I saw a tweet that like you know if Seth MacFarlane had done the pizza bit, it probably would have they would probably would have said it was offensive to the uh, yeah. like, uh, you know pizza making professionals of the world. Um, whereas she can kind of because she is so tame, uh, kind of get away with some stuff. And then also she was able to kind of throw in a few a little off color of jokes um, that were pretty funny in, yeah. in parts and kind of get away with them. Whereas they'd be a bigger deal if other people said them. Um, so that was fine. It seemed like it was a pretty fun atmosphere. Um, but there was just also some cool celebrities kind of playing like prominent roles. Like Spacey would just pop up and Brad Pitt was just kind of always lingering around. And, uh, that, that always is fun. Uh, Meryl Streep, I mean, Liza was there by the way. I don't know if you guys saw. Liza Liza was there apparently. Um, at least physically. (laughs) I uh, <laughs> I love watching Brad. Sorry, you you mentioned Brad Pitt. I love Pitt in a sitting a setting like this. Also, that like the uh, the Ocean's movies because I feel like <laughs> I feel like Angelina Jolie is the least fun person in the world, and so anytime he gets to be out among other people that want to have fun, he's like, yeah, this would be great. I'm, he's yeah. like really excited to be involved in a bit because yeah. I don't think he has a lot of fun at home. She was pretty game tonight, though. She was. She was better than normal, but yeah. I, I usually just am like, ugh, Angelina yeah. Jolie. She doesn't seem like she has much of a sense of humor. Agreed. I don't know. If I was married to Angelina Jolie, I'd, <laughs> I'd have fun at home. <laughs> but that's besides the point. Uh, Ellen's monologue. Doing what? It was like she didn't even like look at it, look at the yeah, script. No, or it's like she went out there and completely winged it or something. She was so There's a big difference that. between winging it yeah. and seeing what happens. She's, She's just seeing what happens. happens. You're, that's right. <laughs> but You know what I mean? Richard, text, we were texting about the about the Oscars while, we, while it's going on because that's what awesome people do. Right. And you said that she looked nervous. And yeah, I, I, I totally agree. I understand why she's so nervous because she's 50. She's done this before. She definitely rallied and got good as the show went on, I thought. Yeah. But, like, the opening part, I was like, she is really rattled. Like, almost like the prompter was off or something because, mm-hmm. like, I don't know. It seemed like very first time and a 30-year-old person as opposed to someone who's 50 and has done this before. But she, overall, I thought did very good. Very well, I suppose. There, there had to have been, like, a prompter issue. Like, a, prompter guy, like, a guy, like the prompter guy didn't get a promotion or something. No one <laughs> it's not like everybody fumbled over their words. Tonight, I, it was like nobody could talk it in like weird calligraphy font or <laughs> wingdings. Yeah, in a three-point <laughs> typeface or something because everyone was like squinting. Yeah, yeah. I I don't know what was going on there, but it, the uh, I don't know. It just felt off a little bit. It just it just never got into a groove. The show. Does that make sense? Some of the bits that Ellen did and like it was funny before the show, like right before the. Um, the countdown to the to the beginning of the show, they interview director or something, and they're like, "What do you got in store?" And he was like, "Man, we could not be more excited for what we have <laughs> planned tonight. We have the perfect host, we have the perfect material. We could not be more excited." When you see the stuff that they actually did, like that made the show, it's just funny. All right, Ellen, you're gonna have this one bit where we give you scratch off tickets, and you're gonna go <laughs> down there and give Bradley Cooper a scratch off ticket. <laughs> <laughs> and that was a bit, uh, and it and it didn't even work because some something messed up. I don't remember what it was. All right, Ellen, we're gonna have this other bit where you go out there and you miss your mark. You don't stand in the right place. Ready? And then she did it. Like there, it was just so 
cheap, a yeah. lot of the jokes. <laughs> like, seriously, like, yeah. it's the stuff that they teach you in comedy, intro to comedy or something, in, like, yeah. an acting school or something. I agree. I, I, it was just so amateur and not smart. And some of the jokes she used in the monologue, like the Jonah Hill exposing himself joke and the uh, Barkat Abdi, I'm the captain now joke. That's straight from the Golden Globe. Tina and Amy already did that. Those, both those jokes. Think of something new. Y'all have any, any other thoughts on Ellen as a host? Totally. She's the new Billy Crystal. Totally safe. Not yeah. going to offend anybody. Not going to ever be a 10. She's like a good, solid 7 or 8 every time. She's a totally safe choice. I would like to see more risk, though. I'd like to see them find somebody that like nobody would think of. And for that yeah. person to go on there and just kill it and to be, be awesome, you know? Well, I mean, McFarlane was kind of out of nowhere last yeah. year, and that just didn't – it was a bad fit, obviously. They said know? it wasn't out of the question for him to do it again. They said he was welcome that. back and everything. But didn't he make a big I, – I I, we probably talked about it last year, but didn't he make a big deal about hating it and everything? It was like he would never do it again in a million years or something. I think so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't feel like he had a very good experience with it. Well, everyone you know, likes just- great Great. I mean, this wasn't a good fit. I mean, that's that's yeah. all it was. With that. Yeah, I I I didn't. I don't remember being a big fan of his last year. It's been a year since I watched that up that those Oscars, but um, wasn't too impressed with him. Can we get Trey Parker and Matt Stone to write <laughs> it some year? That, that would be amazing. They should host. I don't know. Yeah, they should. It'd be incredible. <laughs> How awesome would that be? I mean, yeah. why not? Or like Clooney hosting with all material written by Trey and Matt. Yeah, yeah. I'm surprised they haven't tried to do a Seth Rogen. Yeah, someone from that camp. Michael Sarah, you know, something type of thing. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I think I think for for us, what we, I mean, I don't think that sort of thing is going to happen because of how poorly the Franco Hathaway year went. I think they're scared of that. But I think like if uh, obviously with with Fallon, assume, assuming that that is successful mm-hmm. um, with the Tonight Show. I, I think you could expect to see Jimmy Fallon host maybe not 2015, but 2016. Yeah, I say, or something like I say that. Fallon is up. I see Neil Patrick Harris is going to be a couple years yeah, behind, too. I'm sure. Brian, the only thing I would say is that with the ABC having the rights, true. you might see Kimmel before you see Fallon. That's true. That's true. Well, this one was a little bit different just because, I mean, Ellen didn't really do any singing and dancing. And I don't remember the last time yeah. that she hosted. I can't remember if she – I remember she hosted like the Grammys back in the 90s and I watched and she did like a lot of singing and dancing. Yeah. From what so I there was none of that this year. So, I, I mean, I wonder if that's kind of – yeah. that requirement is is uh, going away or – Martin Short. Martin Short. Martin oh, absolutely. Short. Yeah. Steve Martin. Yeah, I mean – Yeah, Steve Martin would be great again. Oscar winner Steve Martin. Yeah. Hey, by the way, guys, he's a bit – no, Steve Martin acceptance speech. That's what we needed tonight. Ridiculous. Yeah. Exactly. No excuse. But something that that the Oscars are missing this year that we usually get and a lot of people look forward to in the beginning is the little parody video. Yeah. This is like one of the first years I can remember that they didn't do a, a parody video. I wonder why that is. Well, that goes to my point. I, I feel like – anyone could have hosted this this year. Like they didn't mm-hmm. use, I, I mean, I don't really care one way or the other that much about Ellen. I mean, she's, she's fine, but I'm not like a, a fanboy or a hater, you know, one way or the other, but I know she has some skills and some talent and it felt like they had not rehearsed at all. Like she walked in off the street yesterday and they just, mm-hmm. okay, go out here and read this off the teleprompter. There was no, 
um, maximization of of what she I think is capable. And it of makes no sense because they announced her as the host. They announced her as the host like nine months ago or something mm-hmm. or more. Yeah, like last yeah. summer. <laughs> oh, yeah. They yeah. could have thought they could have done better here. It, 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 it all it was felt fine, a but it was mailed in. Yeah, it did. It was like you said it perfectly. It was like somebody else was supposed to host and they canceled last minute and they're like, get Ellen in here and just don't change any of the jokes. Just keep them the same. But it was like, it's like her, her freaking uh, TV show is funnier. The jokes are funnier Mm -hmm. than what she was doing tonight. I don't know if it wasn't her writers or something like, (sighs) yeah, that's, that's an interesting part of it. You guys may know more than me, but I mean, I know they have some guys who write, for yeah. the Oscars. I mean, like, surely in like nine months span. Do they of time. bring in their own people as well? Yeah. Or is it yeah. I mean they do. They okay. have like the Bruce Valanche camp right. that's been there for like twenty years that isn't funny at all anymore. Right. Um and that was a lot of the issue with Franco is he apparently wanted to have like the Apatow crew write a lot of his stuff and they were like, No, Bruce Valanche of Hollywood Squares from the nineties will write everything. Right. And he was just like, all right, well, then I'm not going to sell any of those jokes. Right. And uh, that was kind of apparently the issue. The um, writing was so bad. Yeah. What, the intro for <laughs> the intro for Cumberbatch was like, this guy has the coolest name in the world, Benedict Cumberbatch. <laughs> <laughs> that was the intro. <laughs> like, yeah. There was yeah. no thought yeah. put into it. Like, what should we do for his intro? How about this guy's got a really cool name, Benedict Cumberbatch. Right. Uh, yeah. No, you got, you're right. And somebody got paid for just, that. Just the blandest CBS sitcom-y sort of, uh, sort of writing that you could, you could get, which is that's just a bummer. I mean, look, we didn't expect it was going to be cutting-edge uh, comedy, but, man, it, I, just, I just didn't feel like – honestly, you could have just jumped from category. You could have come back from commercial break – and had the announcer say, "Ladies and gentlemen, Oscar winner Daniel Day Lewis," you know, yeah. and you wouldn't, you would have, you wouldn't have. I don't think you would have lost anything from from the show, honestly. One thing we did get out of tonight, though, the selfie heard around the world. <laughs> that selfie is everywhere. Apparently, the most retweeted tweet ever. I haven't looked at the number at this point, but that was a funny little moment. That's probably the funny. The, the other than the entire. Uh, Show being a a Samsung ad, yes. Yeah. Oh my god! Which clearly it was, and the team Oscar with the kids. You see that where they all had Samsung watches on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they all had to talk about how they used their Samsung watch to something something or other. Yeah, terrible. That, that stuff like that makes me not want to buy Samsung. Yeah, <laughs> like it's not cool. Uh, not as much as Kevin Hart on the golf course with LeBron James makes me not want to buy it, but close. <laughs> Good point. I didn't. I didn't remember that. All right, guys. Uh, any other thoughts on the ceremony in general before we just start MVP? going over the who's the MVP? I'm gonna vote Liza. <laughs> <laughs> Liza Minnelli. I didn't see her. <laughs> you didn't? No. And she she's quite short though. Apparently. Yeah, she got stuck behind that tweet. Is so funny. The behind view yes. of the selfie around the world. Yeah, amazing. Yeah. Liza trying so hard to be in it. <laughs> 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 Literally climbing up the back of Kevin Spacey. Can we mention uh, just? I just want to mention Kevin Spacey again, real quick. Uh, he rules. How awesome he is, was he, and um, how how much is he loving House of Cards? <laughs> yeah, he is yeah. eating it up. <laughs> he he th- he's pretty much acting like the politician he is, you know, yeah. in the show. 
Um, like he went up there and was like, it's great to not be in Washington tonight. Yeah. And people just cheered. That's his most iconic role already. Crazy. But, uh, guys, let's, uh, how about we go over the, uh, winners and losers. Let's do it. Let's do it. So let's go over some of the smaller categories before we get to the big dogs. Um, best visual effects nominees were the Hobbit, Destination of Smog, Iron Man 3, Star Trek Into Darkness, <laughs> The Lone Ranger, Gosh. and Gravity. And the Oscar went to Gravity. Da da. Um, little disappointed that The Lone Ranger wasn't more in consideration Gosh. here. More um, disappointed. It infuriates me that. The Lone Ranger DVD cover <laughs> yeah. is a two-time Oscar. <laughs> That's what I was about to say. Like, unfreaking believable. Ugh, makes me sick. That's crazy. And it's, um, I'll say it again. It's it's ridiculous that Pacific Rim didn't get a nomination, and the Lone Ranger freaking got a nomination. I'll never, I'll never forget that. Uh, but no, no surprises there for visual effects. I don't think. Yeah. What, what would you say? Maybe Iron Man three. Could no. could have gotten second. I hated the effects on that, but that's yeah, just me. Yeah. Smaug Smaug himself is good. was pretty awesome. So that, that Star Trek was all this good. Was, I mean, this was a gravity. This was gravity's all the way. Yeah, totally. Um, writing awards this year: adapted screenplay nominees was Before Midnight uh, by Richard Linklater, uh, Captain Phillips by Billy Ray, Philomena by Steve Coogan and Jeff Pope. Um, 12 Years a Slave by John Ridley and The Wolf of Wall Street by Terrence Winter. And the winner was 12 Years a Slave by John Ridley and Richard. Mm-hmm. I believe you have a John Ridley-ism. The, the, the scribe of one uh, undercover brother. Modern masterpiece. <laughs> Eddie Griffin, an Eddie Griffin masterpiece. Eddie Griffin. Gosh, he also was the Eddie head Griffin. writer. He was the head writer on the Wanda Sykes um, late night show. Wow. What if you had bought stock in John Ridley like <laughs> after Undercover Brother? You're like, you know what? I, you know what? I got a good feeling about this guy. I saw Undercover Brother in the theater with my mom. <laughs> <laughs> Deal with that. Loved it. Best original screenplay nominees was American Hustle by David O. Russell and Eric Warren Singer. Blue Jasmine by Woody Allen. Dallas Buyers Club by Craig Borton and Melissa Wallach, Her by Spike Jones, and Nebraska by Bob Nelson. And the winner, this is probably the most surprising award of the night to me. Um, the winner was Spike Jones. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely deserved. But, um, you know, of the other awards that were given out and the winners that we'll go over eventually, like, this was the one that could have gone pretty much any way. I think, yeah. Like this is the the biggest toss up. Yeah, um, I, much stronger category too than yeah. uh, than adapted was. Like adapted was really weak this year. I felt like so. Yeah, but original was pretty pretty stinking strong. Sure. So, um, man, it's so strong. But wow, congratulations to Spike Jones. Yeah, sure. and it was really cool that he sent Owen Wilson up there to accept the award. That was that was pretty <laughs> awesome. <laughs> that was cool. Someone's going to either be nominated or win next year, by the way. I'm calling it. Or we get McConaughey round two with Owen Wilson next year. Nice. Inherent vice. He's feeling confident. I've read that book, and that part he's playing is awesome. I'd be surprised. I'm not a huge Owen Wilson uh, 
fan of his we'll, of his work. We'll, so. we'll make sure we get him on the podcast next year to uh, <laughs> put on a call, Richard. Please, please do that. But yeah, it's guys. It's crazy. I think we talk about this now, but I mean, it's just amazing. American Hustle, zero wins. What out? Zero Oscars. You guys like that one significantly more than I did. So totally. Kid, show your. I mean, tell us about your uh, your frustration. I mean, it was nominated in every acting category. <laughs> yeah. Uh, directing, best picture, and screenplay, and costume design and hair design, if I believe so as well. We'll find out in a second. But wow, never would have never would have thought that. Never would have thought that. It yeah. Wouldn't, it wouldn't win one award. Unbelievable. Yeah. The J Law Award was the one it should have won, or like could have won. Right. And when Probably. it didn't win that, I was like, it's not going to win anything. Yeah. yeah. I, I think if I personally, I think if J Law had not won last year, she probably. I think so too. Year. I think that's why not she didn't that win Lupita this year. wasn't excellent, but yeah. I, I think Jennifer Lawrence was was also magnificent. Yeah. Um, but they don't like to do that sort of thing. Right. Unless you're Tom Hanks. Right. Obviously. American Treasure. Tom Hanks. Yeah. They got him back later for saving Private Ryan, so it's fair. <laughs> so, um, sound editing went to Gravity. Sound mixing went to Gravity. Um, best uh, original song uh, went to Let It Go, and they ha- from Frozen, and they had um, all the nominees perform this year. Yeah, um, for which they can never decide if they want to do that. Or right, not. and right. the one year they didn't do it was the year that Man or Muppet won. Yeah. And that was the one year that I was like, man, I want to see them, the Muppets perform a song on the Oscars. How awesome would that be? Yep. Yeah. And they literally just said like, here's the, and there was two nominees that year. Two right. songs were nominated. Yeah. <laughs> it was the Rio song and the Muppet song oh, or something. Yo. And, uh, the, yeah, they yeah. didn't perform. And then like the next year they, they did perform and nobody knew any of the songs. Like they just need to make up their mind. And uh, by next year, so we can have uh, Muppets Most Wanted well, performed. And, and, and everything is awesome. Take off the stupid ineligibility restrictions, on yeah. at least on that category, because it's insane that nothing from Inside Lewin Davis could really be used in that setting. Because the, yeah. the music is such an important part of that movie. And yeah, most of them are all old, you know, folk standards, but... It wasn't just like the background of the movie; it was the heart of the movie. So that, to me, that that would help that category quite a bit, I think. Yeah, I'm just glad you two didn't win. <laughs> just... It's so funny, dude. Like, there is no room in this world to be middle of the road on you two. Like, yeah. it is my Twitter. Time no, I like you two. I just don't want them up. to win anything ever. <laughs> my Twitter timeline blew up with. I hate you 2 I can't believe they're even here. And you 2s the best band in the world. Like there is no middle ground whatsoever. That song is pretty brutal. And I love. This is coming from a person who has a deluxe edition of Joshua Tree. Yeah, within right. eight feet of me at all times. <laughs> but yeah, that is. Uh, yeah, that song it, is pretty. It, it is a very pandering sort yeah. of song. I, I Anything post nineteen ninety, you two don't listen to it. But everything pre nineteen ninety. Amazing! Yeah. It's like yeah. really weird. It's like really the funny good. Thing is, and like, like really most bad. of the people who really love you too, it's like for beautiful day and on. Like there's no, it's no, not Josh. No. And and I I like I, I'll I'll say I, I mean I really I still like that old uh, that beautiful day album. Was it called yeah. Beautiful Day? Or was, yeah, no, it's that was, all that all that you can't all leave. that you can't leave behind. Yeah, solid album. 
since then, meh. But, you know, nothing compares to, like, Joshua Tree. Or Joshua Tree, Unforgettable Fire was great. Unforgettable yeah. Fire. Boy was awesome. It's just, it's funny. YouTube, is it's a funny phenomenon to see how that plays out. There was yeah. someone that tweeted that was like, and he was absolutely right, though, that was like, uh, everyone that's hating on YouTube right now, but if you met Bono, if Bono walked into your house right now, you'd be like, hello, Mr. Bono. I love right. Joshua Tree. Like, it's <laughs> right. like yeah. cool to hate on them, but, like, yeah, I love Bono because Bono is completely comfortable with how famous he is. Yeah. Like he gets it, and he's like, "You can look at me, and you can touch me if you want." But I'm Bono, and right. he's he just gets it. You mean Paul Hewson, Richard? <laughs> yeah, that's what I'd call him. Paulie, hey Paul. Just like if I ever get hey, to Paul. meet Paul McCartney, I'm gonna hey, hey Paul. If I ever meet Paul McCartney, I'm gonna say, "Oh my gosh, you're that guy from Wings." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, production design. Pretty pretty surprising here. The Great Gatsby won, yes. beating out American Hustle, Gravity, Her, and Twelve Years a Slave. So wow, I'm surprised Her didn't win this because mm-hmm. I thought the production design was extraordinary. Um, mm-hmm. Gravity too. The Great Gatsby. Wow, it, it was great. And I think that's uh, if you go back and listen to that episode. I think that's what we said. The costumes and the sets were unbelievable, and we did say that they would be in the conversation come Oscar Oscar time. So we're right as always. Just <laughs> further proof. Hey, what's up, ma'am, fam? Kent here. And yes, if you're hearing from me, you know it's time to talk about Blue Apron. If you haven't tried out Blue Apron by now, what the heck are you even doing? Blue Apron is the number one fresh ingredient and recipe delivery service in the country. They deliver fresh meals straight to your door. All the food is fresh. It's sourced from local farms. And there's no wasted ingredients. I've been a Blue Apron subscriber for a long time now. And they have still, to this day, never let me down. There's tons of variety. Some featured upcoming meals include summer vegetable and egg paninis, soy glazed pork and rice cakes, skillet vegetable chili with cheddar drop biscuits, holy crap, and garlic butter shrimp and corn with green bean salad. So take it from me. Try out Blue Apron now. Go to blueapron.com slash mad. That's blueapron.com slash mad. Get three meals on us for free. Nothing goes better with a movie than dinner. So check out Blue Apron. Blueapron.com slash mad. Blue Apron, a better way to cook. Hey, ma'am, fam, question for you. Do you own a small business or are you a boss? Are you looking to hire awesome people but you just can't find somebody to fill that role? Let me tell you about ZipRecruiter.com. With ZipRecruiter, you can post your job to 100-plus job sites all with one click. In fact, over 80% of jobs posted on ZipRecruiter get a qualified candidate in just 24 hours. Find out today why ZipRecruiter has been used by businesses of all sizes to find the most qualified job candidates with immediate results. That's why ZipRecruiter is different. Unlike other job sites, ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. It finds them. Right now, you can post your jobs for free on ZipRecruiter by going to ZipRecruiter.com slash mad. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash mad. One more time, try it for free. Go to ZipRecruiter.com slash mad. Thanks to ZipRecruiter for supporting this episode of the Mad About Movies podcast. Uh, Makeup and hair styling went to Dallas Buyers Club beating out uh, The Lone Ranger and Jackass Presents Bad Grandpa, (laughs) believe it or not. I'm surprising here that The Hobbit wasn't nominated. You would have mm-hmm. thought that 
makeup and hairstyling was a big part of the Hobbit. I thought Hobbit fatigue. Hobbit I guess, fatigue. I guess it's yeah. I guess it's just Hobbit's fatigue. You're right. Um, interesting thing here, Dallas Buyers Club, which who won? The budget was two hundred and fifty dollars uh, for that wow. movie's makeup and hair, and they took home the Oscar. So that's pretty. That's just. Uh, I told you guys a story earlier this week about somebody I know that spent two hundred dollars on shampoo. Mm-hmm. There you go. You could win an Oscar with that two hundred bucks in a makeup store. So um, spend spend your money wisely, ladies. Uh, best original score. This one went to Gravity, and um, I think that's pretty deserved. I thought her was maybe yes. in the conversation. Um, Who were the other nominees in that? It category? was The Book Thief, uh, which was John Williams, and anytime he makes a movie, he gets a nomination. <laughs> right. Um, Saving Mr. Banks and Philomena. Strange. That's a, that's those are strange choices in my opinion, but I'm, I think Saving I'm Mr. Banks probably here, so. deserved the nomination just because that movie did rely on the music so much whether it um succeeded in that goal or not um is sure. up for debate but it did uh, have a, a high leaning on the music gravity was just very inventive i felt you know like the trent sure. reznor score when he got an, he got the award for uh, the social network like it wasn't that it was the best like music you'd ever listen to but it was just so inventive and so fitting you know um, and gravity, if you watch it again, like it's just the way the mixing, especially, which I'm glad it won't sound mixing. The mixing is just incredible on that too. Like when they're doing the spinning around and everything, it's sounds flying all around you. It's just funny that a movie that <laughs> that's set in the vacuum of outer space, won best sound mixing, <laughs> sound editing and best original score. That's pretty funny. And ironic, but um, best documentary went to. This is pretty shocking to me. Twenty feet from stardom, which I haven't seen. Have you guys seen it? No, no, I hadn't seen any of these. I, I had the seen documentary any- category is the biggest piece of garbage in the in the Academy Awards, in my opinion. It is never what it should be. Like um, even the nominees are never who they, what they should be. In my, in my opinion, a lot of these are on Netflix right now. All of them yeah. except Twenty Feet from Stardom are. And I have watched The Act of Killing in the Square, and they were, yeah. those are both incredible. And I, I, when I saw The Act of Killing, I was convinced that that was going to win. Yeah, but there's no way I could sit through The Act of Killing. I, I, I don't think I had have the stomach for it. Yeah, it's it's. I would definitely recommend watching it. It's life changing. Um, it's about the um, <laughs> murdering going on in Indonesia, but. Yeah, check it out. It's definitely worth a watch and worth a nomination. So, Twenty Feet from Stardom. I'm interested to see that movie though. It's about backup singers. Yeah. And so it's an interesting premise. Um, have you? I, I know. You, I guess you guys said you didn't see it, but um, I'm gonna have to check that one out. Yeah. That's always something that's kind of interested me, like how people get into that profession. You know, like like how do you get to be a backup singer for freaking like Roger Waters or something? You know, <laughs> like. <laughs> One day you're just some lady, and the next minute you're singing Great Gig in the Sky in Madison Square Garden. Like, just unbelievable. Crazy. Or like Scott Stapp. Yeah. (laughs) Or Scott Stapp. No, he doesn't have backup singers. He just has his own voice echo. (laughs) Have you ever listened to any Just repeat myself five times behind me. That'll work. (laughs) Uh, Best film editing uh, went to Gravity. 
And this one was a toss up as well. My vote was for Dallas Buyers Club. Um, and Alfonso Cuaron took the took the Oscar. He did edit the movie with another guy, Mark Singer. So um, he didn't win, or he did win Best Director. But man, big night for Cuaron. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> like, is there anything that he didn't accomplish that he wanted to accomplish besides, I guess, the big prize? But I mean, no, I mean, no big big night. How many awards did it take huge. overall? I would think like six or seven. I right? think it took. I think it was nominated for ten, I believe, and it took all but two. Wow! Wow! It took all but the leading actor, leading or leading actress, and um, and the big the big prize. So, seven as far as Oscars, seven. It, okay, it was nominated for nine. Twelve years was for ten, but wow! Incredible. Actress, production design, and picture. Oh, production design. Yeah. Screwed. Yeah. yeah, man, it got screwed. What one production? Freaking Gatsby. Gatsby. Okay. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Jeez. Um, so cinematography. My, my hatred for Gatsby gets deeper. The oh, we'll we'll, we'll talk about it here in a second. <laughs> cinematography award went to Gravity. And yeah. um, the Grandmaster was nominated as well as Inside Lewin Davis, Nebraska, and Prisoners. Um, no argument there for me. Uh, Inside Lewin Davis definitely deserved a nomination. Glad to see it in that category. Yeah. Um, definitely would have been – I would have been hugely offended had it not gotten a nomination there, at least in cinematography. I mean there's no excuse. <laughs> you guys didn't use these – these aren't original shots, guys. These shots have been used <laughs> back before before yeah. cin- cinema was invented. basically just stock footage. Yeah. This is all inspired by Don't Look Back, the yeah. Dylan movie. <laughs> exactly. Um, Roger Deakins shot Prisoners. And he's one of our favorite cinematographers on this show, I know, for sure. Yes, he's great. And that was a great, um, very well shot movie. And so, good to see him get a nomination. Still didn't get a win. Yeah, the Academy hates him. He'll never get a win. He's the Leonardo DiCaprio of cinematography. Yeah, exactly. Sure. Uh, Costume design, Ryan, The Great Gatsby won. Kill me. And uh, beat out 12 Years a Slave, The Grandmaster, The Invisible Woman, and American Hustle. I thought American Hustle or 12 Years a Slave would win this one. Um, you can't, I mean, I guess you can't argue with 1920s style, you know, clothes. If you're a costume, des- if you're, if costume design is your like thing, yeah, like that's what you live for. I guess like the Great Gatsby is like the best thing to ever come out maybe or something. Yeah. Um, it's It's just a bummer that like, so. This is like the first year that I can ever remember where there wasn't some sort of Victorian England period piece that had been nominated. Yeah. So it would have been nice to see the one year where no, there was. I think the changed. Invisible Woman was. Oh, you're right. That was a Charles Dickens. Well, yeah. okay. I take back my <laughs> argument. I mean, I don't know. you're right I, though. Yeah, Gatsby is definitely more appealing to that award. Whoever votes for that, I mean. I, I think the wig budget alone on, uh, on – maybe it was all hair. I don't know. On American Hustle was was probably pretty spectacular. But, yeah. um, hey, I, I don't really – I guess I don't really care. I just don't like when bad movies get get the opportunity to pick up awards, even even if they're kind of deserving. Like I just – Greg Gatsby is not like a good the movie. Jackass, gra- ba- Jackass Bad Grandpa <laughs> yeah. can seriously put Academy yeah. Award nominated. That makes me laugh though. Like I hope that – 
I hope that they release a special edition of the of the DVD, and that's all that's on the cover is just a huge sticker that says Academy Award nominated yeah. or something. <laughs> I think that would be hilarious because I think they could at least play it right. But like Gatsby is is a bad movie, and now it has two Academy Awards, so that makes at least Lone Ranger didn't win. That's true. It was funny when they were they would like cut to Leo after the Gatsby would win awards. He yeah. was just like stone face. Like he clearly doesn't give a crap about that movie at all. He like already forgot he was in it. Yeah, like, good for them. Because <laughs> yeah. yeah. they shot that like two or over two years ago or something. Yeah. Forever ago. It took forever. Um, so best director uh, nominees were Scorsese for Wolf, uh, Twelve Years a Slave, Steve McQueen, Alexander Payne for Nebraska, American Hustle, David O. Russell, and the winner was Alfonso Cuarón for Gravity. Strong category, yeah. Very strong. Jeez. Jeez. Uh, Spike Jones didn't get a nomination. Yeah. Coen Brothers didn't Coen get a Coen Brothers didn't get it, get one. And man, uh, let's talk about Inside Lewin Davis here for a few seconds because yeah. it's such an obvious, the most obvious, like, the Academy just, what, what, what do you think they thought of it? Did they just not see it or they, did they hate it? Because <laughs> surely they didn't hate it, you know? Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't. I don't like, understand. The, no this. recognition. No screenplay nomination. Like, ah, man. <laughs> yeah, I don't get it. I, I don't. I mean, obviously, it didn't resonate because it didn't get. I mean, it, it hardly got any kind of uh, recognition. So obviously, it did. It just didn't hit the mark for them. But man, what a what a good movie! Wow, shocking. Um, so no shock here with uh, directing uh, the winner, Alfonso Cuarón, definitely deserved that. Yeah. Just for the. Uh, commitment i guess the commitment to actually try to make a movie like gravity mm-hmm. is incredible the yeah the ambition there you go and um steve mcqueen i thought could have taken home the prize as well just I knew a superb job with 12 years of slave those two were gonna split it however yeah. however it went it was pretty clear i think in the last few weeks that one of those was going to win best picture the other was going to win best director and just kind of decided who the academy you know uh, fell four on each, so it was. Yeah. I think, and I think they even knew it. It was kind of like this knowing nod of, "All right, I'm not going to win Best Picture now." Yeah, I remember sure. when Affleck wasn't even nominated for Best Director. We should bring Ridiculous. that up. <laughs> I do remember, and then he won the big one. So, who cares? Um, best animated movie went to Frozen, uh, beating out The Crudes, Despicable Me Too, The Wind Rises, and Ernest and Celestine. Um, yeah. Noticeably absent peace. this year, peace, Jim Barney. Yeah, noticeably <laughs> absent this year, uh, Monsters University. Yeah, I got Pixar was completely shut out, which is surprising. But uh, I guess this is the con- confirmation, maybe, of the resurgence of Disney animation. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm still the only person on planet Earth who hasn't seen Frozen. I'm convinced. There's I, two of us. There are two of us. You haven't seen it? Nope. It's actually out right now. It's Let's actually like you could go buy it right now on oh. like iTunes or something. Yeah. And it's like still the top 10 in the theaters. Like that's the first time that's ever happened where they've released a movie has actually come out while it's still a top 10 movie in the theaters. <laughs> Incredible. Genius. And, uh, I was at a uh, I was at a birthday party this weekend for a friend of mine's kid and all of them somebody had purchased it on their iPad. And uh, and they were just going crazy about yeah. it. I mean, it's 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 insane. I mean, I love the movie. I thought it was great, 
but it is man, it's crazy how much how how it has been embraced um, by the uh, the younger crowd. And genius move on Disney's part, by the way, to release it on iTunes like a month early, and then because uh, it's like twenty bucks to get it, and then you're going to spend another twenty or thirty bucks to get it on Blu-ray or DVD when that comes out too. So great, great job by them. It's a little surprising it took Disney this long to like think to do a Christmas movie, you know. <laughs> Yeah. Like, hey, let's do a movie set in the wintertime. I don't think they've ever done that in the history of Disney movies. Has there ever been one that's, like, set in the winter? I don't think so. So, like, every winter we're going to come back around and talk about Frozen because that's what uh, is going to be appropriate. But good for them. I'm I'm looking forward to seeing it. That's for sure. Uh, Best actress in a supporting role. This was also a stacked category. Sally Hawkins for Blue Jasmine, Julie Roberts, August Osage, off is it is it Osage? <laughs> August Osage, Connell, uh, Jennifer Lawrence, American Household, June Squibb, Nebraska, and the winner was Lupita Nyong'o for Twelve Years a Slave. Uh, no surprise here for me as well. Could have probably seen Jennifer Lawrence get it, like we said, had she not won uh, less than three hundred sixty-five or just about three hundred sixty-five days ago from today. Yeah. Um, Wow, yeah. Stacked category. Sally Hawkins, probably third place to me in this. Yeah. June Squibb. She was great. June Squibb was incredible. Um, probably will never see August Altacano. So I don't know. I just. I love I that not, pronunciation. I might not ever know. Thank you. You never know, though, Kent. You might say August Altacano if you're not careful. It's August Altacano. <laughs> there you go. Uh, supporting actor. Hugely uh, stacked as well. Started Always. off the night with this, too. It was like, hey, here's the monologue, and here's this award. You know, it was like the Barkhad Abdi guy was probably, he was probably like, oh, my God, I can't believe I'm here. And then, like, his dreams are crushed within the first two minutes <laughs> <Yeah>. of the <laughs> ceremony. Uh, but, he had to know it was coming, though. Yeah. That, yeah. I mean, this, this one's been locked up for months. Sure. Yeah. If he didn't know, his one of his teeth probably did. Nominees were... <laughs> Barkat Abdi, a Captain Phillips, Bradley Cooper for Hustle, Michael Fassbender, Twelve Years a Slave, Jonah Hill, Wolf of Wall Street, and the winner, Jared Leto, Dallas Buyers Club. Um, we talked a few weeks ago. Um, I think when we did our best and worst of the year episode, that we were surprised that Fassbender wasn't more in the conversation here, and I completely agree. I thought this was a very strong. Very, very, very strong performance from him. And um, Oscar bait? Does that make sense? Yeah. That's such you know? a hateable character, though. Yes. Yeah. I agree, but it's like... Um, we don't like giving It's so necessary words. for this movie to be what it is. It is. And I think the nomination is the way you, you <laughs> honor that. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't think that the Academy is in the business at this point right now anyway of of recognizing really nasty characters like that um and i mean especially in a movie says that the, says the academy that gave heath ledger the the award but that's yeah, in a super yeah, movie and that's that a totally true. different world than Slavery. The horrors of of slavery so i i don't think he ever said i read an article right before 
the thing start the uh, show started tonight and it just talked about how Fassbender pretty much just pulled himself out of the race, didn't campaign, didn't do anything with it, and it was like, yeah, it's probably a smart idea because there was probably very little chance that, uh, that they were going to come away and say. Hey, the one white guy in this movie, you know, we're going to give him the award, award yeah, the true. worst person in ever. So, um, I look, I, th- I mean, he was amazing, obviously, but um, I don't, I don't think any, honestly, I don't think anybody stood a chance of of taking out Leto. That was written in the stars a long time ago, I think. Yeah, I agree. Uh, best actress. This one, as the night went on, I thought could have gone a different way. Um, nominees were Amy Adams, American Hustle, Judy Dench, Philomena, Meryl Streep, August Oscar Sandra Bullock, Gravity, and the winner, Kate Blanchett, Blue Jasmine. I thought maybe Sandra could have gotten it as the night progressed. It looked like it was going to be maybe Gravity's night and just about everything. I'm glad, and I predicted Kate Blanchett. I'm glad Kate Blanchett won, but I didn't think like, when the nominees came out, I didn't think anyone would be talking about Sandra Bullock, really, on the night of the Oscars. And mm-hmm. um, a lot of people seemed to be pulling for her, which was cool. And Because um, I thought she obviously carried that movie. But, yeah, really, really good. And I thought Amy Adams um, should have been more in the conversation, too. Um, but I don't think uh, we'll see the last of Amy Adams. I mean, I'm sure she'll have an Oscar here you know, in the next handful of years. She... That's all she does now is Gosh. Oscar stuff. So, was that how many was that now? Five nominations. Five nominations. Yeah. Gosh, yeah. in like a nine-year period or something. I mean, that's... yeah, she wasn't even acting in like 2003. So, gosh, she's so good. I love her. I think her wasn't her first movie. Catch me if you can. It was one among of, the first. One of yeah. her first. Yeah. It's wow. Incre- incredible. Uh, but man, yeah. Cool. Hey, hold on, hold on. We forgot about Drop Dead Gorgeous. That was her first movie. Okay, oh, my true. bad. My bad. Great movie, too. I love that movie. How can so underrated. Stand uh, by. I loved Kate Blanchett's speech. Yes. One of yeah. my favorite moments of the night, for sure. She um, didn't, <laughs> she didn't like mess up any words she was saying. Well, I was like, finally, somebody who could talk. Um, <laughs> but very poetic in her delivery and just gracious and gorgeous and you can't say enough good stuff about her um congratulations and uh love seeing her work and well deserved that's for sure for me yeah and just glad meryl streep or judy dench didn't win like can you imagine if one of them had won over bullock blanchett or amy adams like there would have been a huge uproar i think Judy Especially Dench, Meryl no Streep. I watched Especially Meryl last Street. night. Yeah. She deserved it. I mean, she was fantastic. Meryl Streep, <laughs> I would have had a, I don't know, a coronary or something. I would have lost my mind. Especially like, after the clip they showed of her. Ugh, it was just her screaming. <laughs> Gosh. <sighs> so terrible. Um, she's a great actress, but just stop winning. 18 Oscars. She's been nominated. 18 nominations for Meryl. Crazy. Um, best actor... In a leading role, um, nominees, Chiwetel Ejiofor, 12 Years a Slave, Leo, Wolf of Wall Street, Bruce Dern, Nebraska, Christian Bale, American Hustle, the winner, Matthew McConaughey for Dallas yeah. Buyers Club. Um, uh, you're McConaughey, right. baby. Yeah. The McConaissance has, um, has officially ended. And uh, it, I think it, it's just getting started. It's, no, I mean, it's, uh, it's been confirmed. That's what I mean. 
It's been yeah. confirmed. Gosh. And you, we might be here next year talking about this because Interstellar is coming out next year, and that's going to be a huge. It's yeah. it's got a fall release date, so that's a good sign already. So wow. Hollywood loves a reclamation project, and he is the biggest reclamation project. I mean, the movies that he did prior to about two thousand eight were so stinking bad. I mean, and, Terry Bradshaw played his dad. <laughs> <laughs> and and that was probably one of the better ones from that time yeah. period in some level. Like I, I mean, was Kate Hudson had to present tonight. Just you know, like yeah. how bitter she must be. Yeah, no joke. Remember when we were in Fool's Gold? No. Okay. <laughs> um, how to lose a guy in ten days? Ghost of Girlfriend's Past was great, guys. <laughs> Failure to launch. You're forgetting some great ones. Oh gosh, uh, I I tweeted about this. It's funny how genuinely heartfelt we is that a word i don't know uh how happy i am for that guy to to have won that award and to be where he's at where he's just suddenly maybe the biggest movie star in the world like it's such a i hated him so much uh a decade ago and he has completely changed the way that that i think about him and it's i i'm so it was weird to be genuinely happy for <laughs> for the guy like that that I don't know. You know what I mean? And it was a uh, such a cool moment. Yeah, I saw a couple tweets that were something like they felt the award was more um, just a, a giving you know McConaughey his due for this past year for everything he did for us this past year. You know what I mean? It's like. They gave him that Oscar for Mud and Wolf of Wall Street and Dallas Buyers Club all together. Do you know? Yeah. <laughs> Rather than just that one performance, which which I kind of agree with. Like just the buzz around McConaughey himself is huge and well deserved. The I mean Dallas Buyers Club is a great film, but I mean this this last year 2013 was all he was the actor of the year, no doubt. You know, um, so I mean there's really no other winner there. It was such a stacked category. I mean, a lot of people were pulling for Leo. Um, there was conversation that Wolf was his best movie he's ever done, and we'll see about that. But I mean, you can't deny McConaughey. I just, I just, I would be offended if he didn't win. If Leo won and McConaughey didn't, I would still kind of be like, man, McConaughey should have won. You know, even though I like Leo and it's well deserved, of course. But man, tough. But good for McConaughey. But good for McConaughey. Uh, best Hopefully picture. McConaughey can be an August Osage Kana next time they make. <laughs> Hopefully they make a sequel to August Osage Kana with McConaughey. Uh, yeah. Uh, so best picture of the year, guys. Here we are. Uh, it's nine nominees this year. Philomena, Nebraska, The Wolf of Wall Street, Her, Gravity, Dallas Buyers Club, Captain Phillips, American Hustle, and the winner, 12 Years a Slave. And not surprising because, I mean, there's no doubt. There is no doubt. And when I saw the movie, there was no doubt in my mind that I had just seen the best picture of the year. Um, but, wow, such a monumental film. And I'm so glad that it won best picture, honestly. I would feel, I do honestly would feel guilty if it didn't win, you know? Like, it's... You can't watch it and say that it's not the best movie. You know, um, there's a case to be made for Gravity, of course, and um, you can actually make a case for any of these movies. But Twelve Years a Slave, to me, when it comes down to it, is just 
plain and simple the best movie uh, of the year. And they've already like the U.S. government or education board has already like put it into curriculum for <laughs> history classes. Sucks for those so, kids. Yeah, That's those fun. kids <laughs> gonna have to watch that in class. We'll get a lunch period rough. after that. <laughs> Enjoy Start your white guild. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but wow, um, such a monumental film, like I said, and good for Steve McQueen because you could tell he was a little crushed not to not win Best Director, but he was quite psyched to win Best Picture, just like um, Affleck was last year for Argo. So wow. Yeah. Um, that guy's been doing thoughts on this. Very interesting, provocative work for several years, and uh, with hunger and shame and all that. And this is probably, uh, oddly, his most mainstream uh, film, even though this is a pretty rough movie. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see what direction he goes next. I think he's certainly um, a filmmaker to watch because he's doing, uh, you know, pretty dark things. But you know, this movie is definitely a step into the mainstream for him. Um, he definitely has the talent to to win another Best Director award, so we'll see if he if he ever does. Yeah, Brian. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I think I said before, I don't love that movie, um, and it, it does have... I just didn't like... I don't like Steve McQueen's style of, of directing and filmmaking, and, and that kind of left me um, feeling a little put off from from the movie as a whole. I, I would never by any means say that it was a bad movie and I also would never take away the significance of of the movie. I just I don't I don't love it. Um I would have voted if I had vote I would have certainly taken Gravity and probably uh a, a couple of her and maybe a couple others even over that. I can't like I said, I can't uh I can't say that it doesn't deserve it. It obviously had a very huge impact and it's uh it's a well made movie. I just it's uh it it's not I don't know. I it didn't hit it didn't stick with me in the right way. There's I a difference between that, good uh, and enjoyable. Oh, and, and well That's, and it was yeah. totally not enjoyable at all. But I, I, I truly mean I don't I don't I don't love the way that he makes a film, and that's that's you know that's my uh, certainly a difference of opinion more than anything else. I'm sure, but um, I just uh, I don't know. I I honestly I'd probably need to sit through Twelve Years a Slave again to really um, know exactly how I feel about it as far as where it sits in terms of greatness. But I'll never see that movie again, so I, I won't. I won't put myself through again. I think it's a very good movie. I don't know that it's the best movie of the year for me personally, but um, I, I can't, you know, I can't fault anybody for for voting for it. Certainly, yeah, certainly, Richard. Before we watch the Oscars, you predicted Gravity. Mm-hmm. What, what was your thoughts behind that? I just thought I knew Karan and and McQueen would split it, so I thought Gravity might win Best Picture with McQueen as Best Director. Or, or vice, vice versa. versa, yeah. So I, I was really 50-50 on it. I'm not trying to cop out, but I, I really was. I went with the the the, uh, the Gravity-McQueen combo, and I was wrong. So yeah. that's on me. But yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking. I want to remind you all and inform our listeners that we uh, each predicted before, we, um, before the Oscars started on the top six categories, and I was uh, six for six. Thank you very yes. much. Nice. I predicted all of the major awards correctly. So, um, and I predicted uh, over half the Best Picture nominees last year, seven months before the nominations were announced. So, 
Good job, Academy. You're really pushing the boundaries of uh, <laughs> American cinema. Here we go. Um, but, wow. Uh, it's finally over, guys. I guess we can finally stop talking about the movies from 2013. <laughs> wow. It's been quite a, quite a year. And a good, good ceremony. Um, I know it's hard on Ellen, but overall, I mean, fine. You know, fine ceremony. Not a disaster. Like you said, Brian, not anything to write home about, definitely, but uh, solid, uh, solid ceremony. Uh, uh, not to go too Seinfeld here, but who writes home about anything these days? <laughs> what has been, what has inspired you ever that caused you to physically write a letter home? It's true. Not in a while. Any other thoughts on this year's Oscars? Fairly well, 2013. You were a good year. You were. It's been fun. It's been real. It's been really fun. <laughs> and we'll talk to you next year, Oscars. Um, it's been good. I'm excited to just not think and go see stupid movies. Yeah. You're right. I'm probably going to go see the Lego movie again or something. Yeah. See this uncut version of Anchorman 2 or something just to clear right. my mind of this past year of cinema. But, man, it's been, like I said, guys, it's been awesome to go over these movies with you this past year. Um, thank you, Brian. Thank you, Richard, for going on this journey with me. Thank yeah. you, Kent. Thank you, Kent. And we will – We'll see you guys next year for this uh, for this Oscar special. Count on this um, every year of the Mad About Movies podcast. We'll do be sure and do an Oscar special for you guys. So I'm glad you guys have been enjoying that. Brian Gill, let me ask you this. Where can I find your work online? You can find me on Twitter at bgill 12 and catch up on my live tweeting of the Oscars, which was so full of tremendous jokes, uh, if I do say so myself. And you can find my writing at canbabiesdrinkredbull.com. Richard, where can we find you? You can find me at Richard Barden. And Kent, if I were to be looking for you on these interwebs, where would I find you? Find me on Twitter at Kent Garrison. And you can find our show online at madaboutmoviespodcast.com. Find all of our episodes on there. Find weekly recommends on there. American Treasures on there. And contact the show on there as well. On that note, until next time, we'll see you at the cinema. Bye! See you. I can't believe